Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passion. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year, during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the US. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Master Sensei. Jordan, whose sexy voice is that? I think I did. I I dubbed that uh, intro voice. You did that voice? No, it was you. God, sounds good, man. I sound like Barry White, you know. I could have done it. See, guys, this is episode two hundred and forty-nine of Smoke Night Live. It's Friday. This is the day, man. I'm so excited for this day. This week has been amazing, Jordan. Like. Everything about this week has been exciting leading up to this day and this show and the guests that we're going to announce here in a couple of, of minutes has been nothing short of anticipation at its height. Think Jordan. about how many years we've been not only planning this, but just even just wanting it to happen. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, 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 like in the, not only that, but we, when we finally got it to happen, then there was that whole time of... You know, like, oh, we, you know, we have to wait until we announce it, until we tell people about it, and all of that, which was... That's the hard was, part. It was the hard, that's the hard part, because you want so badly to tell everybody about this cool thing that we're, that we're doing for Dojo Community, the greatest cigar community in the history of Earth. Jordan? Dojo Nation. Dojo Nation. And, and by the way, before we bring on our guest, Jordan, you and I have been working literally tirelessly... On the new version of the dojo, and I think that at this point we can just start talking about it a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, I mean, we've dropped hints, but we've it's, dropped hints. It's like really getting there it's now. It's getting close now. We've actually got a couple of like inside beta testers, Matt and Scott. By the way, Matt and Scott are in studio. We don't have our studio. Oh, uh, I can go to like if you can look behind yeah, me. Yeah, there's Scott. There's you one of these losers. He's, he's drinking bourbon as normal. Scott brought over some bourbon, which was great. Thank you, Scott. Scott of Trinity Cigar Lounge, the coolest mobile lounge in the history of Earth. There's a lot of coolest things in the history of Earth tonight on this show, 249. But Jordan, tell folks what they might expect. Just to give them some, give them some highlights for the new, the new Dojo app. What, new dojo what features app. might some, there be? You, you know, it's, it's a dojo, so you might come across belts. What do you do in a dojo? You, you, you level up through belts, right? You might start out with a white belt. Or actually, I think they're going to start nude. You start nude. You start nude. You start nude with no belts. You might work your way up. The way you, you know, whether you're commenting or sharing things, the certain things that you do are earning you different amounts of points, and you're leveling up. Gamification. Um, and along the process, let's say you smoke you have a bunch of uh, Maduros. The app's going to know you like Maduros, and you might get like a Maduro badge, a Nicaraguan badge, etc., etc. You're going to be able to actually check into a cigar and it'll know how many times you checked into it. So 
if you either get it with a thumbs up or a thumbs down, you might start to see, like, you rate this cigar, you're like an 80% on this cigar, whereas the whole community is a, is a 90 on it. Right. That, that sort of stuff. So, and, and that's just the beginning, right, Jordan? I mean, th- we're just scratching the surface of the things that eventually we're going to add into the new Dojo app. So we're super excited about that. We can't wait to share. Well, that's, that's one of the best parts is with this, the, pre- the app that you guys all know. I mean, it's basically the same app that we've been using, I mean, the same version of the app since 2014. There's been nothing we could do because of restrictions from Apple or, or wh- whatever it may be. But with this new version, we're going to be able to be updating this and adding cool new features we, all the we time. We are no longer under Apple's overhanded, heavy-handed thumb, or Google for that matter, because Google doesn't like cigars either. Heck, they've, uh, you know, they went after, they own YouTube, and they went after stuff on uh, cigars on YouTube. And not only that, but also Facebook, like Facebook groups have been threatened. And, and, and actually, some Facebook groups have been shut down because they were cigar-related. Well, guess what? The new Dojo app, Groups are welcome because you can start your own group. You can start a public group. You can start a private group. You can start a secret group. You can start all kinds of different groups. So, like, you can make the dojo, the new version of the dojo, your own. Your own little group can have their own space if you want, or you can share your space with the rest of the dojo community. It's going to be amazing. So, we we thought tonight would be a good night to just give you guys a little taste because, Jordan. What's coming? It's really coming. This week. It's been amazing because not only have we been working on the Dojo app and we've been getting close, the Undercrown Dogma Sungrown was announced Ooh-wee. this past Thursday. That was yesterday. Boom. Boom. It hit. It hit. There we go. There's there's a little bit of a taste for it. Look at that. Guys, you got the Drew Estate in there. You got the Dojo in there. We've That's been sexy. working on this ever since the Sungrown uh, Dogma was ranked as our cigar of the year in 2017, we said we have to dogmify that cigar. Right. And there's no better person on the face of this planet to talk about this project than our guest, Pedro Gomez, the brand spokesman for Drew Estate. Pedro, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friend. Hey, how's everybody doing, man? <laughs> I love your energy, man. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so honored to be with you guys tonight and and everybody up there that is watching us, thank you so very much. All the brother of the leaf, sister of the leaf, everybody up there, all the cigar lovers, thank you so very much. And for my, for, 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 for me, this is this is a big deal, man, because I know you guys from a long, 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 long time. And now I can be with you guys tonight. And this is something that only happens once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, man. Hey, Pedro, before we get into talking about this cigar, I, I just got to talk to you just a little bit. Like, it was uh, in, in February, January, there was the TPE show and uh, the Tobacco uh, Plus Expo in Las Vegas. And I remember the opening gala. There was three rooms. It was one room that was bizarre meats and everybody's getting these cool meats. There was another room where there was dueling pianos and then there was the Drew Estate room which was sort of like an underground rave and I remember seeing you and you were just like at the top of the world. I mean literally, <laughs> you were at the top of the world and I was thinking to myself, here's this humble kid from Nicaragua and here he is now 
at TPE, literally, you know, he's dressed nice. He's got everybody's one to talk to you and shake <laughs> your hand and say, Pedro, how are you? Did you ever imagine as a, a humble kid from Nicaragua that you'd be in this spotlight, in this spectrum of intense, you know, fun and, and amazing night that we had at TPE? Like, just talk a little bit about, like, where you came from and where and 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 how that transpired into where you are right now with Drew Estate. It's amazing. Man, man, wow. Eric, thank you so very much, man. You really chill my my skin right now. Uh, you know where I came from? Uh, Esteli, Nicaragua, man. That's my hometown. So proud to be from there. I'm so proud of what we do in Nicaragua, the people here in the United States, not just in the, in the United States, but also all across the world enjoy something that is made by hand, something that the tobacco that is sun uh, grown in Nicaragua. And for me to have this opportunity to be talking to retailers, to end consumers, to people up there that have so much passion for cigars like you guys, it is like a, it is like a dream. I think that I'm still dreaming, you know, <laughs> because there is certain things in life that you might expect. But growing up in Nicaragua, when there is no expectation whatsoever to look for in life, you know, you have to just keep working, keep working and hoping that one day things will change for good. Uh, before I came to Drew Stay, uh, I was a saddle maker. So I learned how to make saddles. It took me three years. So in those three <laughs> wow. years, how learning how to make saddle, I was the go-to guy in the saddle shop. So they gave me a bicycle. And I was running all the errands for the saddle shop. And when I have some time in the saddle shop, they were teaching me how to cut the leather. And eventually, I learned how to make saddles. So those three years, it was, you know, it was very, probably, I would say, the biggest experience in my life to learn about life and how cruel it could be. Because I remember that I was maybe 10, 11 years old, but I was growing up fast because of the circumstance, you know? When you came from humble backgrounds, you know, humble beginnings, and you have to support your family because we didn't have nothing to eat that day and you have to bring bread to the table, that's when you start to see uh, what else can you do to improve your life and to support your family. So my mom, my siblings back back in Esteli, I love them to death. and and. It is something that, I mean, sometimes, you know, we are so busy thinking about what we're going to do and all the busy schedule that we have. But, I mean, it's good to think about all these good days because you don't have to forget where you came from. Right. And nobody can, can teach you that, man. One thing is when somebody gives you something, and another thing is when you have to make shit happen, you know? Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, so I, 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 I was working in the saddle shop. I dropped out of school for two years because my goal was to become the best saddle maker in Esteli. Uh, I learned how to do and everything, but then I realized that I didn't, I didn't want to spend my whole life making saddles, and the only way for me to improve my life was going back to school. So I went back to, to, to school. I went back to, uh, to school in Esteli. And at the same time, I was making saddles. So I was going to school from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then went to get a little bit, uh, 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 a little bite 
maybe a little bit of lunch at the house and then heading to the saddle shop. Keep working, making saddles, <laughs> you know, and then after late night was making my homework, studying for a test and everything. And even though that I was attending to a public high school and my classmates, they were not the best people that you want to be uh, hanging out with. And But my goal was to be somebody, you know. And I think that God sees your heart and God sees everything that you do. You, do, you don't do it for you. You do it for your family. So when I finished high school, I graduated with big honors. Uh, but I didn't have any opportunity that could take me to attend to a local university in Esteli or, or, or in the capital of Nicaragua. But at, that, at the same time, I was attending to a Christian organization that is called John Life. Probably some of you have heard about John Life. It's a Christian organization that is for young people. So I was one of the leaders there. You know, I was, you know, talking to the kids, you know, telling them to do the right thing. And that was a time when the coordinator said to me, hey, Pedro, uh, I know that, that you work and you go to school and I have this scholarship that, that I think that, it, I mean, I don't guarantee that you could get the scholarship, but you don't have nothing to lose by applying to this, to this scholarship. So the, the scholarship was a, a scholarship program paid by the United States government and managed by Georgetown University. So that's a program that the United States has done for third world countries. So there were students in Nicaragua applying for the scholarship. And there were students in, from Honduras, uh, Mexico, Salvador, Haiti, Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. And they, uh, 300 students, I remember in 2003, applied for the scholarship. And only two got the opportunity. Wow. And out of those two, it was me. Wow. So, That's incredible, dude. I was praying to God every <laughs> night, bro, before I go to bed, uh. that I get the scholarship because I knew that that was my only way out. Wow. And, and I applied for, the major that I applied for, it was uh, international commerce. So the program sent me to Iowa. I didn't know the language uh, when I got to Iowa, I learned, I took ESL classes, and at the same time, I was taking classes with a translator. But out of the group, because it was a whole group of students from other countries, I was the most ex uh, 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 extroverted person right, out there. Right, I right, right. talked to people, and, and, and you know, I fell in love uh, with the culture and the tradition of Iowa. Uh, I spent two years going to school there. I graduated in 2000. 2006, and then I went back to Nicaragua. I went back to Esteli, and of course, you know, my, my, my determination was not to go back to the saddle shop. My goal was just to get a job anywhere, bro. <laughs> well, anywhere. Pe Pe Pedro, I, I got to tell you before, you, before you go on, uh, it doesn't really matter what you would have ended up doing. Like, you, you would have made the top of whatever you're doing because your passion for anything is just so infectious. And the truth be told, if you look at the cigar industry just as a whole, you have mainly, you know, cigar brand spokesman kind of guys from, you know, the DR. There's a lot of those types of guys. You know, Klaus Kellner, a great a friend of the dojo. You got Nick Perdomo, you know, Cuban guys, that kind of thing. But there's not a lot, really... Jordan, mm -hmm. of Nicaraguan spokesman people. I, I'm, I'm honestly trying to think of another yeah. one, 
And I don't know if I can think of another one, but Drew Estate, they saw something in you that I think we all can see just watching you because it's just infectious, right? But they saw something in you that said, man, this guy, there's something about this guy, Pedro, that is that gets people excited. It, you can just feel your passion. I get goosebumps when you're just talking now. But talk about the fact that Drew Estate, they sort of took a chance you know, on this kid, you know, and, and, and they brought you on, you started doing tours and now you're a brand spokesman. I mean, it really is, it's a, it is a rags to riches. It's a, it's an amazing story. Yeah, no, no. Thank you so very much. You know, everything has a beginning and to me, I will never be here without the support of Drew Estate. I will never be here when, uh, I got, uh, I got lucky to get an interview at Drew Estate. Before I went to Drew Estate, I went to every single cigar factory that you can think of in Esteli. And, and basically, you know, I mean, at that point, I was just looking for a job and, and nobody had nothing. My last hope was Drew Stay. And I remember that uh, I said to my mom, hey, you know, I'm going to apply and I will go and look for a job in this factory. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I present my resume to Manuel Rubio, who is a uh, who is the uh, operational manager? That guy runs Drew State Factory. He has been with us since the very beginning, man. So when I got the opportunity to get the interview, I interviewed with Nicolas Melillo yeah. and Manuel Rubio. So they said, Nicolas said to me, bro, you know, I love your resume, and, 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 but I don't have nothing for you, seriously. But if you want to work, come tomorrow and we're going to find something for you. Wow. And Rubio said to me, yeah, man, so come tomorrow at 7, you know, we'll see what, what, you, what you can do for us. I show up the next day, bro, with a, with a notebook like this, bro, <laughs> and a pen. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't matter what you went to school for. When you go and work in a cigar factory, you start everything from scratch. And when you know how uh, hard life has been, starting from the bottom doesn't mean nothing because you have been in the bottom your whole life. And, and, you know, the biggest thing that I can take out of that time was the learning from Nicolas, learning from Manuel Rubio, uh, learning from the guys that work in the different departments, like the production uh, chief, the quality control chief, the supervisors, the boncheros and roleras that they come and work every day. I do remember that I spent like a week watching a bonchero. You know how he take one leaf at a time, put in the every single leaf in the blend that they, they're supposed to be making at that time, you know? So you learn from everybody, man. So the whole thing started, like, I spent like a, almost two years just doing whatever they asked me to do. So I was like, Pedro ice cream, Pedro coffee, <laughs> Pedro driver. Bro, you, you name it, I was the guy with many hats. But whatever I was doing, I was doing my best because you never know who's watching you. You never know who's listening to you, you know. You just never know. And then uh, the opportunity started to come. And I, after a year and a half, almost two years, I got the opportunity to be the operation manager assistant. So I was Nicholas' assistant for, for a few months. Then I was uh, uh, Manuel Rubio's assistant as well. And then when we moved, from 11 different houses that we were renting at that time, that was Drew State Factory. Then we moved to the new Drew State uh, Factory. Uh, it took a year after that, after we moved, that Drew State finished the construction of Cigar Safari, and that's when Jonathan said to me, "Hey Pedro, I want you guys, I want you to be running the Cigar Safari." And I do remember, bro, this is a true story. Check this out. <laughs> 
<laughs> we got this party going on in Nicaragua, and it was a, a, a Jonathan's wedding, and and I was working with Jesse. I love Jesse to death, uh, and I was Jesse's assistant, helping out with the gringos that were coming to the mm-hmm. wedding. And I was like, you know, me carrying all everybody's suitcase and being the translator and everything. And I think at that point, uh, Jonathan saw something, Marvin saw something, so Lucci back in that time saw something, Steve Saka saw something. And they say, you know, let, let's have this kid uh, running Cigar Safari. But before I start to run Cigar Safari, another task that I had while being the operation manager assistant was that I was the person uh, to give the tours to the backpackers. You're going to love this one, bro. In Nicaragua, <laughs> there is a lot of people that go with a backpack, no money, and they're just trying to, to sit, to explore and travel the world. So this guy came from everywhere, bro, France, the United States, Canada, England. And they say, hey, Pedro, we got a group of these guys, so please go ahead and give, them, give these people a tour. So everything that I was learning from, from the early years in the factory, I was passing the message right. in a tour to these people that were, were expecting a short, quick tour from Drew State, especially me, those <laughs> tours became five hours. I remember that Rubio said to me, bro, give the tour, but, but don't, don't do it too long, bro, because I got <laughs> all the stuff for you to do. I was like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. But when you, do, when you see something that is made by hand, and is made by hand by the people, bro, passion, bro, just want to have your word right here in the palm of your hand, and telling that making cigar is an art. It's not like, like, like a machine made or, 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 or making cars. It's something that comes way back by putting leaves together. That's something that goes way back of a tobacco farming expecting to have a good tobacco this year. It goes way back to somebody to find a tobacco seed that has his heart and his soul and thinking that this tobacco will change the world, this tobacco scene. So to me, I took that stuff to my heart. And yes, I was doing those tours. And then years started to went by. I, I was the director of Cigar Safari at that time. Jonathan Drew was the one giving the tours. I learned from Jonathan how he was uh, not selling, but, but presenting the factory to our retailers and end consumers. I learned from Marvin Samuel how he did it, from Nicholas, you know, from Steve. And I was learning from everybody. And, and, and most importantly, I was building good relationships with retailers and end consumers. And then by 2011, uh, I, Jonathan gave me the opportunity to run the international sales for Drew Estate. At that point, Drew Estate was concentrating all the energies and all the resorts in the United States, but nobody had, uh, Drew State didn't have nobody running the international sales. And I do remember that I asked Jonathan, hey, bro, you, you, you want me to be in sales? Well, I do know how to uh, <laughs> sell the factory, but I don't know how to sell cigars, you know? He said, don't worry, Pedro, we're going to send you to Miami. I'm going to send you to Miami to get a sales training, and this guy are going to train you there. So I went to Miami. They gave me two weeks, bro. It takes, bro, I see reps nowadays, bro. They send them with every different reps to, to learn the ropes and to, to tell them what's the difference between Ligero, Biso, Seco, a grapper, a binder, you know, what is a entubado, what is entrujado cigar, what is a short filler, long filler, you know. But all the techniques, knowledge, I kind of knew it. Of course, I knew it from the factory. But learning how to sell cigars is a whole different language, you know. It's something that you have to 
really believe of what you what you are talking about for people to give it a try. So then I got the thank God I got the opportunity that was a lot of pressure going on. And I do remember that my mom said to me, hey, Pedro, you know, you're going to Miami. I just hope you're the best, you know, you do your best. And, and I have my own personal pressure that I said, man, if I have to get this, this opportunity. And then uh, these guys were very good to me in Miami. They told me everything about, you know, presenting a cigar bags, presenting a cigar. I started to run the international store for Drew Estate. And, and, and I do remember that every, all the distributors that I met going to Germany, uh, uh, until right now, they are still on board with Drew Estate. So I open an account on, with guys, uh, with a distributor in Russia, in Germany, in Switzerland, uh, and, and like 12 different countries. Nowadays, we got a whole international thing going on. They do a very good job. And the only, I was doing all the international sales out of Esteli, out of the factory. So I was taking those orders, processing the orders. And the only way that I was meeting all these people was at the IPCPR. And it was at the Inter Tobacco in Germany. And it was awesome, man. It was a very good experience until 2012. I do remember when I got approached by Jonathan, Jonathan Drew. And he said, hey, Pedro, I, I, I want to bring you to the United States to work for us. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't see that opportunity coming. And, and I was like, wow. Yes, man, I'm ready. Let's, let's do it, man. So Drew stay hired a lawyer to get my work visa. 2013, I came to the United States to travel all around the United States doing cigar events, and it was a very nice, easy transition because the people that I had met in Cigar Safari doing the tours, those were the people that were hosting Drew State event, and I was uh, the, the guest in, at, the, at the event, and I was just taking one customer one at a time, one at a time. When somebody comes to you, Eric, and they say, hey, I love cigars, I mean, we make so many variety of cigars in Drew State. Everything is about reading somebody's palate and suggesting something good that that person can enjoy. Now, so, but at the, at the same time, I was still running the cigar safari. So right. I was six months in Nicaragua running the cigar safari with uh, Henry Pineda. Oh, and the Henry. other six months, I was like all around the United States. I do remember that back in the days, it was Fabian, uh, Fabian that was managing my calendar. And he said, hey, Pedro. You're going to New York. Hey, Pedro, you're going to Chicago. I was like, oh, yeah, man, I've never been <laughs> fucking Times Square. I want to fucking see, you know, everything over there. So I was everywhere, bro. The biggest thing that I can take out of this opportunity that I had in my life is the amount of people that you meet. Uh, uh, that really growth your expectation about life and how much you can learn from everybody up there. You literally see your life in a whole different persuasion. Because to me, growing up in Esteli, you know, it was it was tough. It was yeah. one yeah. one of my toughest time my whole life. Sure. Uh, the fact that you have to wait, bro, that, Eric, I mean, I know that right now we're speaking about everything, but I do remember that Saturdays it was payday. There were some Saturdays in the saddle shop that I went home with no fucking money because we couldn't sell a saddle in the, in the saddle shop. <laughs> so, so to me, now that I'm doing this, man, I'm, this is not about me. This is not about Drew Estate. This is about Nicaragua, man. This is about Esteli. This is about my people because when people buy a Nicaraguan cigar, you just don't know the amount of mm. job opportunity that you are creating for the people back home. And another thing is when you buy a cigar, you know, 
uh, is something very personal. If it happens that this is Drew's day, God bless your soul. And for us, it's a very priceless experience because you got somebody that takes your cigar and that person may smoke that cigar with a group of guys or that person may smoke that cigar by himself. But at that point, that cigar becomes like a ritual, intimate uh, experience from them. So for us in Drew State Factory, we take quality and the consistency, bro, to the heart because we know that every customer up there is the ultimate judge when it comes to this, if the cigar is good or bad, you know? Now, if, so, if, yes. you're, if you're watching Facebook right now and you're not just inspired to just fire up a cigar, I don't know, I don't know what could possibly be wrong with you because Pedro's, <laughs> Pedro's got me just like enjoy. I, like right now I'm smoking the brand new. Ooh. Now, we don't have dogma. the uh, Dogma bands on ours because yeah, there's this just... guy that is supposed to overnight us. Uh, his name is Dogmas, Jack. and, and then three <laughs> days later. So, know. Pedro. But we're smoking them. We are smoking them, and they're amazing. Pedro. <laughs> in, chunky little devils. In 2014, we came out with the the original Undercrown Dogma, and it was a mass hit. And ever since that time, um, you know, we've been enjoying the, the original, right? But when right. the when the Sun Grown came out as a new product for Drew Estate, we said, "Oh man, that cigar has to be dogmified." So fast forward to yesterday, 2020, it finally came to be. Pedro, let's talk. Let's just dive right into this this cigar and what people might expect. Like I'll start by saying, guys, this is not this is not a copy of the original. This is its own animal. It stands on its own. It's a different size. It's a different blend. It's everything that Ooh. you want in the sun. Still, grown, just as sexy though. But it is dogmified in that you're going to get a big chunky cigar that will last you a good hour and a half. Jordan, right? Good. Oh, this thing oh. lasts forever. Wait, I'd say it's a two-hour cigar. <laughs> it could. It could be a two-hour cigar. But Pedro, let's jump into the sun-grown dogma. This the the thing that we announced just yesterday. This is brand new. It won't come out for a while, and like we won't, we're not going to talk exactly about how it's going to be released because Willie Herrera will be on KMA Radio tomorrow talking about that more in detail. But right. we know that it's going to be this summer. And Pedro, this thing's amazing. Just I, 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 I leave the man. I leave the floor to you, my friend. All right. Well, thank you so much for that nice introduction for the Underground Song Ground Toyo Dagman. And I would like to tease some people right here. So check oh, this out, man. Oh, this is what's up right here. No, no, this is not an end. That dojo logo. <laughs> there we go, baby. There I see you go. I, I see two, two are missing. Those guys are chunky. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you something, man. When it comes to this cigar, this is fire, man. This cigar really is what the underground is all about. Before I jump into this one, let me tell you something, man. The Undercrown really goes way back in 2010 when we first released the Undercrown Maduro. That was the first out of the Undercrown family. And then after that, we released the Undercrown Shady uh, and then Undercrown Shade. And then uh, 2014, we did a great collaboration with you guys. Cigar Dojo, first time Drew stay doing a collaboration with you guys. The Undercrown Dojo Dogman, uh, Undercrown. Dagma Maduro, this cigar became like very, very well, very popular among Drew State. 
but most importantly about the members in Cigar Dojo because you guys are the coolest. When I put in the post that you guys are the coolest online community out there, bro, you guys are the real deal. Uh, I love something about uh, the, the, the mantra of your thing, which is never smoke alone. That one is a beautiful, beautiful mantra right there because cigars bring a lot of people, you know. You don't have to be a stranger when you go to a cigar lounge, you know. You don't have to be a stranger now that you are that we are in this uh, virtual platform. You can have sisters and brothers from all over the world. And Cigar Dojo, you guys do a very good job bringing a lot of people together. The app is fire. The new app that you guys have going on right there. And it is awesome, man. But we are going back to business because we are talking about the Underground Song Ground Dojo Dagma. So basically everything went like this, man. For us to do to for us to do this project with you guys, of course, you know, it takes a lot of people involved. It's not just tweaking your fingers, boom, that's a new cigar right there. There is a lot of people that you got involved from the people in the factory, you know, the people that blends our cigars. Uh, the master blender, which is Willie Herrera, he did a very good job with the team from the Underground uh, uh, and, and Drew State Factory. And this one, the Underground Dojo Dagma, is an amazing cigar because it has a very nice, rich Sumantra C that is sun grown in Ecuador. Okay? Right in, the, uh, right in the binder, for the people that love blending cigars, this one, the binder is the Connecticut Stacat Habano. And right in the filler, you got a cigar that is 100% Nicaragua in the filler. And what really gave a really nice kick to the spiciness and a complexity, and that is made very well balanced. And the cigar make the experience to be unforgettable. It's an extra ligero leaf that we put it in the filler. So the cigar is medium to full. It has a beautiful, when you say chunky, you are not even joking around, Eric, because <laughs> this one is 5 by 54. It's a backspread cigar. And this cigar has everything that you can think of about the underground sungrum. And this one being so unique and very special, it, we, it, was, uh, it, it is a limited edition. So we only made 1,500 boxes. So our retailers out there that are listening to this, don't even hesitate, okay? <laughs> Place a good order, get as many baskets as you can because these cigars are going to fly. And for our end consumers out there, once you see these cigar bags in these stores, don't even think about it to say, you know what, let me this cigar a try. And then you smoke this cigar and the next day you run to the cigar store and trying to find the bags. Well, we got some good news for you. The bags will be gone by that time. So go and get those cigars. But most importantly... Don't save cigars. Just smoke it while, while, while you can, man, because life is too short. And every day is a good day to, for a good cigar. And this one is not going to let you down. If you have a, a big-time Undercrown fan, if you are a Dojo fan, this one is your cigar. Something that you should give it a try for sure. Yeah, I think that this cigar, Pedro, is, is super approachable. Like, this is a cigar that I think pretty much any cigar smoker... Is going to like there is a a, a a a very nice cinnamony graham cracker flavor to the the sun grown wrapper, which is what we liked originally with the sun grown to start with. But the fact that there's just more of everything in this that's what I would say, Jordan. There's just more of all the good stuff that brought 
that was good with the sun grown, there's just more of it in this Jordan. Yeah, it's it's more bright, lively sort of a palette to it. And also, I love the taste of the cut tobacco on the tongue. It has like a tartness to it. Yeah, absolutely, Except. man. You know what? One, one thing that I can tell you, I'm very sure that Willie Herrera could explain you better. In order to make a cigar, you have to have good tobacco, man. There is no way in hell that you're going to make a great cigar using low-quality raw materials, you know. And this one, we went really deep in the tobacco warehouse in Esteli. And we got tons of tons of pure good tobacco that comes from different countries. And I'm going to break it down. You got, you know, cigar geeks over here are going to tell you something. All the tobacco that we store at Drew State, all the tobacco that we got, we got tobacco from different tobacco regions in Nicaragua and different tobacco regions in the world. So we import a lot of tobacco into Nicaragua. So when it comes to the tobacco that, that we use from Nicaragua, we use tobacco from Jalapa, we use tobacco from Ometepe Island, we use tobacco from Condega, and of course, we use tobacco from Esteli. The Esteli tobacco, if you compare the Esteli tobacco to all of the other different tobaccos that are in Nicaragua, the Esteli tobacco that, 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 that has that pepper, that spicy taste, that has a very nice, well-balanced, well once you're smoking the cigar down, anything, a medium body, medium to full, a full body, if that one has Nicaraguan tobacco, it's like eating dark chocolate that somehow you find some sweetness into it, you know? So the fact that we put that extra little leaf in that blend, Willie did a very good job, and, and, and it's amazing, man. And when it comes to other tobaccos that we use, break it down by variety. We use a Sumantra, a Sumantra season grown in Ecuador, Habano that is from Ecuador, Connecticut Shade that is from Ecuador, Bahia Matafina that comes from Brazil, San Andres Negro that comes from Mexico. We use tobaccos that come from Honduras, as well as tobaccos that come from Dominican Republic. We use Sumantra seed that comes from Indonesia, a Sumantra grapper that comes from Cameroon. And then you got tobacco that we, that we use, that we import, that comes here from the United States, which is tobacco from Connecticut. And that's where you got the binder right there, which is the uh, Connecticut Stack Hat Havana. That one comes from South Winston, Connecticut. That's where we do the barn smoking right there. We use tobacco from Kentucky, tobacco from Florida right here. We use tobacco from Louisiana, bro. I mean, if you're going to create unique blends that people could get affiliated to, you have to bring something unique because the market up there, Eric, the market, the competition is so outrageous. You got so many good cigars coming from Nicaragua, so many great cigars coming from Dominican Republic, great cigars coming from Honduras. And, and for us, you know, we got to step out our game every time that we put something new. And for us, uh, by Drew Estate having the signature on this one, it's not just an extra size that we have. This cigar is very unique, man. This cigar is very different in a very unique way from the underground sun-grown. Uh, I think that something that makes a huge difference is the fact that it's backspress, the size that is 5 by 54. So the airflow that happens once you have those backspress cigar, it really changed the cigar. It really changed the dynamic of the cigar. It changed the experience for the cigar to be more complex. And that's what a lot of master blenders up there, uh, not just in Drew State, but in other companies, that's the goal that they want to achieve. Because there is not such a thing as smoking a cigar that is bore cigar. There is nothing down, forget about it. It's just bore. Like you started from <laughs> the beginning and nothing changed in the cigar. And you say, well, it was an okay cigar. Well, in Drew State, 
We do know that we got cigar for everybody, but our cigar have complexity, man. And how you achieve that complexity is by marrying those tobaccos and knowing which, tab which tobaccos work together. And that's why when we release this blend right here, I mean, God knows how many blends uh, Willie Herrera create to pick that one. Right. But I can tell you, if you ever go, well, you have been in Drew State Factory, but in this cold room, in the traditional cold room, this is what I call, when I'm giving the tours, check this out, bro. When I'm doing the tours, I say, we are in the packaging department, I say, all right, everybody, who wants to go to heaven? So, oh my God, I want to go to heaven. All right, you guys follow me this way. And then I open the doors of the Asian cool room, and these guys see <laughs> endless cigars, finished product, from Liga Privada to Underground to Herrera Celine. And there is a big ass section that there is where all the prototype blends mm. that Willie have created, and all blends from really back in the days that we have in there. So, there are certain blends that are the cigars so damn good that probably they will never make it to the market. And that has to do with the tobacco that we have in inventory. Maybe we don't have enough tobacco, you know. It has to do uh, with the, the, what is the capacity of the factory. It also has to do uh, what are, where, why or what are we bringing this cigar for. A cigar should have a, 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 a plan, you know, and most importantly, this cigar should have a story because there is not such a thing as smoking something when you know that there is a story behind. So check this out, Eric. The last time, that was like two years ago, I was in the road and it, we were driving, bro. We were driving in Texas. It was, a, the drive was so long. And, and I remember that, that I asked the rep, uh, and, hey, so who's that singer playing in the radio? Oh, that single, what's the name of that song? It's called Dreams. I was like, wait a minute, man, that's a good song. And then, and what's the name of the band? Uh, the name of the band is Fleetwood Mac. I was like, wow, that's a good song right there. And then I went on YouTube because everything nowadays is right here. And then I started to listen all the all those different songs. And then the music was very good. And then I went to see the background of, of the story about that band. Well, that band has been around from the 70s, dude. And I was like... Holy smoke. But it took me <laughs> one song to learn the whole background story about Fleetwood Mac. So for us and our cigars, it takes somebody to enjoy one cigar from Drew Estate uh. to that person to go from Undercrown to Nica Rustica, Nica Rustica to Herrera Esteli, from Herrera Esteli to maybe Assisi, well, Assisi Cigar, from Assisi Cigar to Tabaca Especial, Isla del Sol, then Liga Privada, and then you start to uh, realize that there is so many great cigars, but everything is about your palate, everything is about what you are starting to enjoy, because if there is a brand new guy that they want to get into the cigar community, of course, that person probably is not going to enjoy from the gecko a Liga Privada number nine. Probably that person will have a great time with Cuba Cuba, Assis cigars, you know. Or maybe that person will fall in love with Deadwood Tobacco, which is Sweet James, Crazy Alley, Fat Bottom Belly, and the new one that we just released today, Leather Rose. That one is where the money is. So the thing is this. We got cigars for people up there. It's up to you for you to go to a cigar lounge and go up there and experience the cigar by himself because I can be talking to you 
about Drew stay all day long, but cigars is experience. If you don't smoke it, you don't know what I'm talking about. And the underground Toyo Dagman, man, come on. This one, <laughs> this is it. Now, so, uh, one of the uh, uh, commenters want to know when these are shipping. Well, so we'll we'll release more of that information. Well, it is in the press release as August. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the the actual details will you can get on KMA Radio tomorrow. Some some deep, but yeah, you're you're talking this summer. So we, if you have questions for Pedro, and I'm sure that at this point you probably do, if you're watching on Facebook, um, go ahead and ask them with hashtag Ask Dojo. Jordan will try to find them and put them on the air for Pedro after this commercial. Because, Jordan, this show is brought to you by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand-new exclusive Romeo e Julieta Passion. Don't forget to check out their social media pages, including YouTube, where they feature interviews, reviews, and their famous weekly top five videos. Check out JR Cigars for all of your premium cigar needs. Thank you to JR Cigars for sponsoring Smoke Night Live all these years. That's why we're here on Friday night, thanks to JR Cigars. So we really appreciate that. Guys, uh, it's Friday night. We have Pedro Gomez, the we're smoking dogmas. brand spokesman for Drew Estate. I mean, we're smoking the brand new sun-grown dogma. It's amazing. And uh, I want to hear your questions for Pedro before we get to our weekly top three. Now, one of them was, I can't find it anymore, but it was from this crazy cat, Juan Cancel. Oh, Juan Cancel. Pedro. Oh, Juan Cancel. Oh, my man. Bro, let me tell you something about Juan Cancel, bro. (laughs) When I met Juan Cancel, he won a cigar safari trip. It was him and his body. If Juan Cancel is watching this one, bro, you got to love this story. So Juan came at that point, Juan was very well, I mean, my man is a, he's a, he's a legend nowadays, you know. But he had very good relationship with everybody. And I remember that I was doing this event, and uh, it's called Smoke in, no, hold on. It was a store in New York City. So Juan Cancel came over. And I said to Juan, bro, you know, I, I see that you love cigars. And, bro, you should get into the business. And he said, bro, I will do it. I will do it for sure, Pedro. I just want to do it, but I want to do it right. I was like, bro, you know, you, you, a lot of people know you, and I'm very sure that once you get something, man, you're going to get something good. And he partnered with Eric Espinosa, and, and, and this guy, whoa, that cigar is really good. <laughs> I had the opportunity to try that cigar. And you know, you guys know Eric Espinosa and his team. They have their own factory in Esteli. They make their own cigars. It's, it's, it's beautiful what this guy have done, and... And I'm very proud of Juan Cancel. Uh, he and his team, they, they, they make great cigars. And this is a shout-out to Juan Cancel. Bro, if you're watching, this is your boy Pedro <laughs> Gomez, bro, giving a shout-out to you, bro. I do remember when you won that trip. You came to Cigar Safari, and, that, and he won the trip. And this uh, uh, cigar store in fa- uh, uh, is called Famous. And it's called The Leaf. Uh, the store is in Pennsylvania. And he came, I mean, I have so many stories with Juan Cancel in Nicaragua. That was the time that he got, he, he came with a group of guys from New York. All of them uh, were police officers, fun group, man. Guys like, bro, these guys are so fun to hang out with. So they went to, they said to me, hey, Pedro, we're going to go to the club. I was like, sure. The only club in Esteli back in that time was Cigarso. And I said, hey, yeah, we're going to go on Friday, so get everybody ready because we're going to be partying like there is no tomorrow. 
So this guy, I got a table, and the booze was coming. I was ordering drinks for everybody, you know. Of course, real estate was paying, you know. So, <laughs> so you know, and then the bottles were coming. These guys were dancing, everything, man. Juan Cancel, bro, I just can't believe I'm having the best time of my life. That was Thursday night, sorry. That was Thursday night. So the next day was the tour at the tobacco farm. And Juan is going to love this one. So everybody, I mean, around 2 a.m., said, hey, everybody, let's go. Boom, boom. So we went straight to the factory. I went to sleep. And then the next day, it was at 8 a.m., getting everybody jumping in the bus. And I said, I'm going to make this guy pay that experience from last night at his highest. I took and I make the longest tour in that tobacco farm <laughs> under the sun. And I, just, I was just looking at these people's faces. All of them were turning from white to green and, 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 and red. The hangover was pumping in their head. And, <laughs> and I was like, bro, you know, you got to love this circle, you know, the prime that we do, the, the prime leaf, how we do, you know, you pick one leaf from the bottom to the top, then you bring the leaf, you bring it to the cure barns. And it was like, and then was guy, hey, Pedro, uh, what time are we going back to? Back to Cigar Safari because I need to take a nap. What? Take a nap, man. I'm going to take you what it's like to be in a tobacco farm. So it was good, man. So Juan Cancel, I love you to that, bro. This is good stories, bro. Life well, is a uh, some, some things never change, Juan, Pedro. He, he wants to know uh, who is your in cigar industry man crush. Oh, cigar industry <laughs> man crush. Pedro, what is it? Industry man crush. Okay, how that question goes? When you say crush, what, what, what are you talking about? Like he wants to know, like, like, it's dude, like, if if you're in, like, like, who's like the dude that you look up to is like that? That dude's got, it. he's got it all. Ah, oh well, <laughs> it's a mild way. To well, put it. you know, I will tell you, I will tell you like this, man. Everybody in the industry have their own personality, from cigar manufacturers to our t territory managers, you know, uh, to our retailers, and even, I mean, of course, you know, uh, uh, end consumers up there. So to me, man, you know, I, I look everybody, I try to learn the best from everybody, and, you know, most importantly, learning the knowledge. Because when you think about cigars, cigars goes way back when, like, like hundreds of years back, like more, I mean, Hundreds yeah. of hundreds of years back. I mean, seeing somebody, man, there is so many good people in this industry, man. Somebody that you can learn from, you know. Uh, well, I will say straight up, bro, uh, my biggest role model, somebody, my biggest mentor in the industry has been Jonathan Drew. Mm -hmm. I was Jonathan Drew assistant when I was working in Nicaragua. And, well, when Jonathan was coming to, to Nicaragua, my phone was always blowing up because he was needing anything, so I was his personal assistant. But uh, he got me the opportunity to be in his meetings with, you know, with tobacco suppliers, uh, meetings with the people from the factory, you know, uh, meetings with people that, that, that come and do business for Drew Estate. So I learned a lot from Jonathan, and of course, I am still learning from Jonathan, you know. Jonathan has been, Jonathan is Drew Estate. Drew Estate is Jonathan, and you know, he has, taking the lead to take Drew stay under his wing since day one. When he started the, the factory in Nicaragua, I mean, he started his company right here in the United States at the World Trade Center, Little Kiosko, you know? Mm -hmm. Nobody will ever think how far Jonathan Drew will go with his company, you know? But one thing that Jonathan has is that he has a good eyes. 
he sees talents and, and it's up to people that get those opportunities to enrich those opportunities and make huge opportunities, you know. So Drew Estate has been a big part of my life. I have sure, been with yeah, the company absolutely. for almost 15, 14 years now, you know. And every day we're learning something, you know, like what we are doing now with our virtual events. Bro, you know, if we're going to bring something good and support the retailers, you know, and connect the end consumers, it doesn't matter the hard times that are happening. I mean, you got to make it happen because you love what you do and you want to bring a lot of people together, you know. All and right. it, could be, uh, it could be hard up there, but, you know, somehow when we're smoking cigar, we forget about the darkest moment in our life and we appreciate the fact that life has been very very good to us. That's right. Classic. Hey, uh, uh, we have a qu- question. Jordan uh, from Brent. Brent Bowden wants to know, uh, what was the first cigar that you had that totally blew your mind? Like, this is the cigar that like said, oh, I see what cigars are all about. <laughs> Yo, man, thank you so much, Brett. Thank you so much for the question, bro. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Drew Estate right here, and we <laughs> are with Cigar Tell You, bro. Bro, next time, I gotta be in the show. Hold on. <laughs> so, I do remember... The first time that the first time that I smoked a cigar was when I started to work at Drew Estate. They said to me, "Hey Pedro, you're gonna be learning everything from every cigar that we make, and 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 you know the coat, the wrapper, if this is long filler or short filler, and just smoking. So start off with this cigar right here. So they gave me this cigar that has a Sumantra wrapper, and that one is the famous Cuba Cuba." Mm. I smoked Cuba Cuba for two years in the road. That was the only thing that I was smoking. And the cigar was good. And then to me, it was like, bro, I thought cigars were kind of strong and spicy and smokable. But Cuba Cuba was, for me, being so new to the cigars, that was something enjoyable. And that was something that at that point in 2006, we were making uh, acid. We were making Kalua. Tobacco Special wasn't even in our portfolio. It was Kalua, and, you know, it was other infused cigars. And then when I smoked the Chateau Real Claro, that was uh, the first long filler traditional cigar that we make. The cigar couldn't go nowhere, so we had to discontinue that brand. It was a mild cigar, but I truly enjoyed it. You know, we also, the, the, the second year we released the Chateau Real Maduro, so... Because Chateau Real Claro didn't do nothing for us. You know, there is certain cigar lines that you bring into the market. Some of them get a very good hit, like acid that has been in the market for 21 years. And some of them, they just don't go nowhere, you know. But, yeah, so acid, Cuba, Cuba, bro, I guarantee you one thing, okay? For people out there that, that they love underground, and especially this one that we are featuring tonight. <laughs> If you are going to smoke your cigars, okay, and then yeah, you got your best buddy, or maybe you got your wife, or maybe you got your girlfriend, and, and they want to try something, just suggest them Cuba Cuba, or suggest them Acid Blondie, or suggest them, you know, Larutang, or, or Tabaco Especial, or Deadwood Tobacco, you know. This is something for people to start on, because cigars is not about how much do you spend, it for you to enjoy the cigar. It's not about how popular is that cigar, the amount your bodies that you smoke this cigar with. It's not about how uh, how that how many times you see that cigar in cigar magazines. 
Everything is about your own personal taste. So don't let nobody tell you which cigar you should enjoy. So start off with something that you will enjoy. And, and Cuba Cuba and acid and all the acid line that we have, bro, that's something that you will never go wrong. You can go and ask all the retailers across the United States. And as a cigar, that's not just pay the bills for Drew Estate. As a cigar is one of the biggest uh, uh, cigar cigar brands and in, in, in the retailers' stores yeah. out there. You know, if 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 caffeine was a human, it would it we would know probably, who it would be. It would be Pedro. <laughs> it's he's literally like he's like caffeine for the soul. Um, Jordan, do you got you got uh, one from Tanner? Oh yeah, Tanner Cole. Uh, what's your top cigar pairing? So, so Pedro, uh, drinking cigar. You pairing. know, what do you what do you like to pair cigars with? Is it coffee? Are you like you you a whiskey guy? What? Well, you know, when it comes to pairing, that that's very good, man. And the, the other day, I was watching this show on YouTube. There is so much good content on YouTube, and they were talking about pairing cigars and. And to me, you know, if I'm going to pair, I, I like rums. Uh, I like Flor de Caña rum. For people up there that are rum fanatics, Flor de Caña is a must to try. And Flor de Caña should pay me for this advertisement because I'm <laughs> going to become the spokesperson right now. Flor de Caña is one of the finest rum from Nicaragua, one of the finest rum in the world. Uh, seven, you got uh, Flor de Caña four, five, seven, twelve, uh 18 and 25 if you're lucky to find them. But to me, my favorite one is a Flor de Caña 7 because it's what the locals drink in Nicaragua. I mean, the 12 is a little... It's great, you know, but the Flor de Caña 7 is where, is where the money is. And, and, and that one is a really good one. So, yes, I like to try... I like to pair cigars with, uh, with whiskeys, but when I'm having social conversation, okay, and I'm having a social drink... There we this go. one goes out. Oh, Shout Yingling. Out to Yingling. My people from PA. This is Jingling. <laughs> so a social drink that we are having tonight. And All right, Jordan. Now, let's, this let's, is there, so was, very good. there was one from further back in the timeline that I, I can't scroll back to, but uh, one of the commenters wanted to know, what do you think uh, box pressing generally uh, gives to a cigar smoking experience? So say that again. What do you think box pressing does to a cigar generally? All right, back pressing. Who asked that question? How, it was it was pretty far back, so I don't know who asked it, but they we wanted have, to know. We had like ten thousand. What can you generally comments, expect so. when you box press a cigar? Well, how's it going to change the cigar? All right, for the geeks up there, box press cigar has been in the market for so many years. Okay, uh, what box press does once you are putting the cigar in your mouth. If this is a parejo cigar, when I say a, a round cigar, your lips close the entire cigar. So there is no airflow going on. But with the back press, somehow there is a little gap, two gaps going on in both sides of the cigar. So that makes the cigar a little bit cooler. But one thing that I can tell you, and, and this is something that we do in Drew Estate Factory, there are other factories up there that they make the cigar round, they pass the grapper and they squeeze the cigar down, okay? In Drew Estate, what we do, we use a uh, uh, box press molds, square molds, that every single cigar goes into a square shape once you are pressing the cigar down. The roller in the factory 
start to roll this cigar like that, you know, like you have that one. So every, every one of them, it goes like this, boom, 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 until you entirely roll this cigar. And then once the cigars are checked by the supervisor and the cigar passed the first filter, then the cigars are tied up in square bundles. So you pass the grapper after the cigars became uh, a square. So that one is a very good one right there. And, and yes, that's the differentiation right there. But at the end of the day, it is also about uh, personal preference. Because having a round cigar, it feels good. But having a, 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 a backspread cigar, it feels a whole different experience. And when you're smoking the cigar down, it's something that you don't get from other cigars, you know? I also think a lot of times it helps, like, meld the tobaccos together a little better, being pressed together as they're aging. Absolutely. Yeah, that? that's right. Yep. You compress the filler, you know, to the point that the cigar, what happened is this, uh, Jordan. When, when, once the cigars are made, okay, the cigar will taste very different from the, firm moment, from, from the very first day that the cigar is freshly made. So the cigar goes to a sick period. The Andrew stay, it happens in the aging cold room. So the cigar will taste different from day one to day 90. So the cigar at that point has to spend at least three months in the aging cold room. And the tobacco inside of the cigar has marinated so damn good. Like when you are doing the, uh, the when you are marinating beef, it's not the same thing marinating meat and then put it in the grill, but marinating meat that day before, it really enhances all the flavor that you are putting there. And that's what happens when cigars are well blended, are well manufactured by cigar makers, and the cigars goes to an aging process. That's when the complexity starts to come up, and that goes what Jordan said right there, because they... Uh, marinate nice and good. They they marry the tobacco. Right. What is seco, biso, and ligero, nice and good. Uh, uh, this is a question that kind of gets asked on every show. It just has to happen. Uh, D. Pittman, what's your go-to non-Drew Estate cigar? What's your go-to non-Drew Estate cigar? Dean, thank you so very much for being with us. Thank you so much for your question. I truly appreciate that. When it comes to what is my favorite non-Drew Estate cigar, as I say early, there is so many good cigars up there. And to me, my favorite non-Drew Estate cigars are the ones that I can get for free. <laughs> there you go. Seriously. No, seriously. Oh, no, no. Let me tell you something, man. When it comes to non-Drew Estate cigars, uh, I have the privilege to smoke a lot of people's cigars. It's not just Drew Estate because if you're going to talk about how different right. your cigars right. are from the competition, you have to know what the competition are doing. You have to experience those cigars, and those cigars are really good, man. Uh, if I start to mention companies, I don't want to leave nobody behind. But, you know, Padron Cigars, come on, man. You can go oh, wrong yeah. with Padron. Yeah. Heck yeah. The, I mean, a, a cigar brand from Nicaragua that really put Nicaragua cigars in the map. Now with the, uh, with the really those uh, exclusive cigar brand from Padron, like, you know, 1926, uh, 45, mm -hmm. 80 years, you know. Uh, Backspress, by the way, really good cigars. They, they, they grow their own tobacco, they make their own cigars, and they do their own distribution here in the United States and other countries. So they do a good job, man. So um, my father's cigars, amazing sticks, you know, tatuaje, great cigars, uh, Roman Craft, amazing sticks as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Steve Saka cigars like Mi Querida. 
All right. Well, that's a good one right there. Uh, Nicolas Melillo con, uh, with uh, El Huehuense, you know. That cigar is Tabernáculo. It's a really good one right there. You got the Flor Dominicana from Dominican Republic, amazing cigar. David of Nicaragua. Bro, now this company have to send me a check. <laughs> so you got, you know, Perdomo cigars. Nesto Placencia with the Placencia cigar. Alma Fuerte, what a great cigar, you know. Uh, Hoya de Nicaragua, come on, man. Antonio Conerica, amazing sticks, you know. Uh, Rocky Patel, they make great cigars. Alec Bradley, you know. I mean, what a list. To me. That's an incredible I mean, list. like rattling off this the yeah. list of bangers. Yeah. Bro, I will tell you something, man. When I'm in the road and I got this uh, retailer, I say, hey, Pedro, would you like to get a cigar? Yeah, yeah. Suggest me something that you enjoy, but don't tell me to try another Drew Estate cigar because I do know how every Drew Estate cigar tastes. And they start to go, oh, you know, you should try this one. Or, you know, yeah. you should try that one. And then uh, you should try uh, uh, this one from Eric Espinosa. It's a really good stick. And, and then, you know, because I'm, I'm going to be doing the event. So what I do, I get that cigar, put it in my packet, and then I wait until I get home. And then I can put on my Netflix. I can get my Flor de Caña. Then I can light the cigar. And I can literally see what this cigar is all about. Because every cigar that is up there, it, 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 every company up there, you just don't know the painful that they go through to put something good in the market. I mean, if you are somebody that goes to Nicaragua and want to have a cigar brand, everything is about relationship. It's not about showing me the money because money ain't take you nowhere. Everything is about relationships. Everything is about the respect that you have for other people, you know. Uh, like Carlitos Fuentes said, you know, this is, a, this is about people, you know. Uh, cigars, it goes hand to hand like that, you know. And for, for me, I said that every cigar... Behind every cigar, there is a bunch of people. There is an army of people. For somebody that has the vision that this cigar will do something in the market, it's not about fame. Because if you come into the game for the fame, you are coming in the ground business. You got to have the love and the passion. And love is not even enough. Because business goes into cycle, the up and down. It's good to be laughing and toasting bottles with champagne. When things are going so good in life, but when when life hits you with a fucking brick in your fucking throat, Whoa. that's when you realize how hard life is, and then your passion is the one that is gonna keep you fucking rolling. Wow, your I didn't ex expect when, such when people, passion on this. It, it got Seriously. it got dark when, there at the end. When, pe when people when people tell you that you were ground by by doing what you're doing, that's the fuel that you get to prove everybody ground. All right, okay. so Jordan, it is the time for our weekly top three. And when we came up with this weekly top, we did it like five minutes before showtime. Oh, yeah. Five as, minutes. As per usual. Five minutes That's before showtime. Standard. But we wanted to go over, I think we've asked this question before, but I'm curious. You this guys, is kind of like an old school dojo. You, you guys question. on Facebook, the weekly top three. What is your favorite breakfast cereals? Jordan, weekly top weekly three. Weekly top three. There we go, Jordan. I want to start with you, Jordan. What is your, your top three cereals, breakfast uh, cereals of all uh, time? All right. Obviously, this is no surprise. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Get out of mm. here. That's just, I don't even have to explain it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You got you to gotta eat that at the right time. It's got to be. Well, every cereal too, you have to eat at the right time. Not too soon, but not too late. You it's have to be. let the cereal soften up, but just not get tad, soggy. Not it has too, to soften. Yeah, right. You need the milk in there. Some people, like, put their milk on the side, and then you're like, just like take a spoonful of milk and like grab some cereal. No, no. 
that does there's no reason that you might as well just eat the cereal and wash it down with some milk. You need to soften the cereal up <laughs> a little bit with the milk. Uh, and then we're gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. Oh, now that'll tear up your gums. It'll tear up the well if you don't know it'll what you're doing. It. It'll tear up your gum. That's that's where the milk fusion comes into play. You have to know how to play with the milk. Let it soften up the cereal. It's kind of like a cigar, right? You got to yeah, like marry the flavors. Doing. It takes right? experience. Uh, but regular Captain Crunch kind of just boring. You know, you need those you need those berries in there. And then they came out with all berries at one that's time. That's going too far. Too far. Yeah. Okay, and this last one's a little bit of a surprise coming out of left field here. Cracklin' Oat Bran. Really? I it is so dang good. That's the one you have to really soften up. You gotta let that puppy sit for a good five minutes before you touch it. But whoo. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, Golden Grams. Now Golden Grams is risky. It's a risky pick. Because I, the the reason I went with it is because I believe that it tastes a lot like this mm, Undercrown Sun Grown Dogma, but it's a risky pick, and I'll tell you why. Because if it goes past that certain, oh, it can be terrible, it can, soggy. It, it's too soggy. You terrible. have to like eat it at just the now, right, the, the right moment. At the on the back of the box of Golden Grams, there's this recipe that's kind of like uh, Rice Krispie treats, but with Golden Grams, and it is so good. All right. How about uh, my next one is Frosted Flakes because, hey, I grew up on Frosted Flakes. It's incredible. Oh, you've got a little secret to the Frosted Flakes. Yeah. if you, Oh, secret to the Frosted Flakes is this. You pour your bowl, and then you pour milk in there, and then at the very end, just, just cover just a little dab of half and half. Just a little dab of half and half. Change. It's a game changer, life changer. By the way, I have to say, I haven't eaten cold cereal in maybe... Ten years, but anyways, oh, my, my last one is grape nuts. Grape nuts, amazing cereal. Again, you got to let it soften up just a bit. But here's the thing: grape nuts. I I would like as a kid, like you put like a spoonful of sugar in there, and you just like, event. You just keep doing it until like this is gonna taste good eventually, right? And like eventually, and eventually it just the entire amazing. bottom of the bowl is just sugar. Now, eventually, it tastes amazing. <laughs> but what we didn't know was that Pedro, in this weekly top three, he's almost never eaten cold cereal in his entire life. <laughs> so, Pedro, in Nicaragua, what do you guys eat for breakfast? Come on, let's hear it. Oh, come on, man. You have you you don't have to forget your roots, bro. You know what? Uh, growing up in in Esteli, and I mean, I remember the I mean, our breakfast is uh, uh, fried beans, uh, cheese, eggs, tortillas, and coffee. Did you say so, earlier before the show? Did you say homemade cheese? I think homemade you did. cheese. Yes, homemade, homemade cheese. cheese is called homemade cheese. Is called uh, you got white cheese, and then you got another product of milk that comes similar to cheese, and that one is called cuajada. For oh. my people up there that is watching this on Facebook, my my people are right there in Nicaragua. They know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about cuajada, cuajada, and and beans, bro. It is the best. <laughs> and I do remember, oh, cuajada, beans, tortillas, and coffee. Oh my God! And then you add some avocado to that one. You are just in heaven. So that's what I have for breakfast. You know, like uh, pretty much every day. You know. Well, in Nicaragua, so doesn't like that? Isn't there like a bell that sounds and wakes the entire city up at at dawn? Every day. Oh like, yeah, yeah. So so if you are staying at the hotel, uh, the sirena is called like, the sirena. It's like the 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 wake up call for the whole city. So at six a.m. it goes, at twelve p.m. it goes on. And basically, uh, when it comes to the tradition of Nicaragua, that's uh, that's right there. Now, this is better. 
This one, you're going to love this one. Saturdays or Fridays, okay, or maybe Sundays, you wake up and then you go to the local uh, to the local vendor in your neighborhood and then you go and buy an acatamal. Mm. Acatamal is one of the most typical dish in Nicaragua. It's a, it's a, it's a very good uh, dish. It's done in a, a banana leaf. Mm. And then you put that stuff inside, you know, it goes pork and it goes all the good stuff, man. And, and you got Dana Catamal with tortillas and coffee, and then you find you you feel yourself like right in heaven, dude. You, you so guys, you guys I, don't jack around at breakfast. I mean, you go for it. Oh, hell yeah, It's the yeah, most important man. meal of the day. Come on. <laughs> it is. Bro, and the thing about Nicaragua is this. Rice and beans is a religious thing. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. You got your fried beans in the, mor- in the morning, okay? Then you got fried beans and rice. <laughs> and then in the dinner, you got gallo pinto. Gallo pinto is a mix of fried beans and, 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 and rice all together. And then you are the, the, the eggs. Bro, rice and beans is Nicaragua. Nicaragua I'm, is rice and beans. I'm sensing part a of theme here. Time. There's a theme going on. Rice and beans. <laughs> and, and homemade tortillas, bro, of oh, course. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That makes all the difference. Hey, uh, Pedro, tomorrow, um, tomorrow Willie Herrera will be on KMA Radio. And he's going to be talking a little bit more detail on the release strategy for the Sun Grown. Now, we don't want to give anything away, but Willie Herrera, obviously uh, Master Blender for Drew Estate. Like, uh, I, I, I would say everybody, you, if you're interested in the Sun Grown dogma, tune in tomorrow to KMA to hear Abe and, and Willie go over... Uh, the, the sort of extra details because there's going to be some stuff coming some out, spicy stuff, Pedro. That's super exciting that we can't even say yet. And okay. we haven't even talked about the dogma, the OG dogma. You're getting a facelift, Pedro. I mean, look, look at this thing yeah. this year. It's no more, no more bundles, guys. We're talking peteca. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Thing. That's right, bro. I do remember when we first released that cigar. It came a crafting bag. And that was the first uh, underground Dragman. It was the blend of the Corona Viva from the regular underground Madurum. And this cigar was a huge home run for Cigar Jojo and for Drew Stay. It was the first time that we collaborated with you guys. And then uh, we brought the, uh, this one available to our Drew Diplomat accounts across the United States. So, you know, in, in, in the business, you got regular accounts and then you got the Drew Diplomat accounts. Those are the accounts that are carrying all the goodies from Drew Estate. And those are going to be the ones that are going to be getting the underground dogma. Yes, it's cool. The, the, the display of this cigar is really cool because the presentation is right in people's face. Okay. You see it right there. That logo brand is called a Pitaka. And then a Pitaka comes in a display that we call boat displays. Every display brings uh, five petacas. Every petaca brings 10 underground dogma. And the cigar is what I call the smoothest of underground. It's the king I of the underground, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you got to love this one, bro. Last year, Drew State, they said, hey, Pedro, we're going to take you back to the Inter Tobacco in Germany. It was long time not being in Germany. And I say, hey, if I'm gonna go to Germany, bro, I'm gonna be checking people's hands. You gotta give me some cigar, bro. And I was like, some cigar for what, bro? I need to build that relationship nice and good. So I would like to bring with me four bundles of the Undercrown Dogma. Oh, sure. I went to Germany. Eric, you're gonna love this one. Jordan, you're gonna love this one. 
So I was checking everybody's hands, you know, people from Germany, from Switzerland, from England, everybody said, hey, you know, hey, you know, hey, Pedro, it's so nice to see you after a long time. I haven't been in Germany at that point uh, for five years. The last time that I was in Germany before last year, it was in 2012. But, you know, nowadays with social media, you keep in touch with everybody. So when these people came after I say hi, or my name is Pedro, thank you for being in our booth. We got some cool stuff going on. And they say, oh, yeah, I know about Drew Estate. I love the underground. You guys are awesome. I say, hey, you know what? I got something for you. And then I went out of my packet. <laughs> this is something for you. And they say, oh, my God, the Dogma Pedro, I can't believe it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, bro. You know, I only have seen this, this cigar on social media, on pictures. And wow, man, thank you so very much. I was like, bro, don't even tag me. Just go in and smoke that cigar. And then you tell, you let, let me know later on what, what, what do you think. And then they, they were coming, hey, man, can I get another one? That cigar was amazing. <laughs> so the Underground Dogma, it, it is amazing stick. You will never go wrong with that one. It's a very elegant, thick uh, cigar because the size is 6 by 56. So it's really an amazing cigar because the blend on that, that cigar, because of the big ring gauge, that makes the complexity, the balance, the aroma, of course, the construction, because the cigar has an amazing draw. And it's one of the smoothest underground from the underground family in the cigar. The thing about the cigar is the cigar is... Medium body, you know, it has a medium body, it has a very nice San Andres Mexican grapper that you could see the tooth coming at that grapper. And then you got a Connecticut stack at a binder and right in the field we use Bahia Marafina tobacco. And then we also use, of course, Nicaraguan tobacco right there. So the tobacco is a powerhouse. Everything that you expect about the real is in that one right there. But I don't know, bro, with this one. Ooh. That's going to be the nemesis <laughs> of the Dagma Maduro. This oh, one, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know about this. This is going to be really good. I can't, I can't I, wait till I, people get their get hands it on it. <laughs> you know? Hey, Pedro, don't go away. Uh, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit after the show. But, guys, uh, tom- uh, I, as I said, uh, tomorrow, KMA, make sure to tune in to that to see Willie Herrera. By the way, Willie will also be in our virtual lounge next Friday, a week from tonight. We do a little happy hour before Smoke Night Live. Willie will be the happy hour guest. Uh, Tonight was Dean Parsons. We had a great time with Dean from Epic Cigars. Um, Willie will be on next Friday night before Smoke Night Live. And then on Smoke Night Live, Jordan, Steve Saka will be on and we'll let him rant. for Sakinator. We'll let him rant for an hour and a half or so or whatever it takes. Cause, you we'll know, just say, yeah, we'll give him a topic and then we just shut just, up for an hour. Just let him rant about it, which will be great. And then Wednesday, of course, is Flavor Odyssey with uh, Robbie and Randy. And they will be doing the Southern Draw. Uh, Rose of Sharon, Sharon, which is also Sharon. Sharon. Oh. Uh, that was the French version. <laughs> that was yeah. the French version. So they've been they've been covering the uh, Connecticut Shade wrapper, and this is the final episode of the Connecticut Shade wrapper. And they'll be pairing it with a beer, which is I don't I think it's yet to been picked. The beer I think it's a Pilsner. I could be wrong. Um, but so Robbie and Randy will be doing that on Wednesday, which will be fun. So they've done the uh, Numero Uno. Obviously, that was our number one cigar of the year from uh, And I think uh, that was the guys. consensus number one uh, pairing of the Connecticut so far. Yeah, and they did the Sober Mesa Brulee, and then they also did the Champagne 10th Anniversary from Perdomo. So this will be the final installment of Connecticut Shade Wrappers, and they'll move on to another wrapper 
in a couple of weeks. So make sure to tune in Wednesday for that for Robbie and Randy. Uh, as far as tonight goes, Jordan, it's 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 the typical Friday night uh, herf that we do every Friday night. I want to see some now playing. Grab your your phone, pull up the Dojo app, do some now playing. Uh, let's have some fun. Maybe we'll play share, some cornhole. I don't share know. what you're smoking. Share what you're drinking. This is what we do every single Friday night. We own Friday night, everybody. It's going to be a great time. So until next week, remember, everybody, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next week.